Um, all, all I'd say, Rob, is there's I actually saw a book on Amazon the other day, which is uh, legal matters for podcasters, which is how to stay on the right side of the law. And this means, <laughs> it's like it's basically journalism law dumbed down a wee bit for people that don't want to be full-time journalists. And, I, I should uh, probably read that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Based, based on the things we're talking about. If we're going down this route, it, it felt pertinent. <laughs> Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 9 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 4th of September 2018. We are fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, the bamboozling Bruce Cameron. <laughs> We've got AAA rated Andrew Watson. Hello everyone. And the excitingly exclusive Emma DeSena. Hi everyone. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about a big announcement for the fine people of London, new ways to invest in Brewdog, we talk about the backlash to the beer.porn advertising, Martin calls us to correct us on Tokyo, what is back, and we head over to the USA with Charles to talk about the USAGM and Brewdog TV. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog PLC. So, without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. What I love most about your company is the passionate, talented, massively hard-working bunch of people that we have. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast, it's Blackie BFL Melbourne again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, but especially our top tier Patreon supporter, Innis. Right, hello everyone. Before we get started, Hello. I think we should uh, we should explain a few things to our listeners. Um, Bruce. Hello. Why do yes. you have a child on your knee right now? Well, basically, um, last Wednesday, my wife had an away day with her work and visited to Creef Hydro, you know, one of these team building days, as, as, as companies do. And she thought it'd be um, prudent to go on a segue, which she managed amicably and even filmed herself on the Segway with one hand, that was fine. Then going into a four-wheel quad bike, uh, lost control, smashed it, and broke a collarbone and three ribs. Ended up in Perth Royal, then blue-lighted straight to Dundee, and because she's currently downstairs in a bad way. So, I'm on major dad duties. She has my sympathy, as I, I've, I've, my collarbone's made of metal since the start of this year, so... Uh, oh, this we did not know, so you're kind of half Robocop, is that what we're saying? Uh, ex- exactly, so, and it's an absolute swine, and uh, yeah, so she... Thing, thing <laughs> is, right, I, I know I know Lindsay, right, your wife, and I know that she'll be more worried about you being on dad duties than she would about re- <laughs> like repairing her you're, ribs you're, at this you're, point. You're absolutely not wrong. You're yeah, just you just said, you sent me a text message that just said, women. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've got I've, I've got one just kind of lugging in just now. Excellent. Uh, so I'll be I'll be popping in and off. Oh, sure. and Andrew Andrew's just put in a group chat all uh, an X ray of all the metal that's in his uh, shoulder. So, um, yes. Anyway, speaking of people with um, debilitating uh, illnesses, right now, uh, Emma, how are you? <laughs> 
Um, I've been better. Uh, just got back from Scotland. Um, had an amazing time up there, courtesy of Brewdog. They looked after me very well. But I've got a really nasty cough and a cold. So um, I would like to say that I was up until four o'clock every morning. But um, no, I was kind of tucked up by 10 o'clock. Um, so yeah, I'm sat here in my dead pony pyjamas right now. Pure rock and roll. Nice. Beautiful. And uh, Andrew, you're also going to have difficulties on this podcast because you're staring out of the window looking at aeroplanes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm in the the delightful surroundings of the Hilton Hotel London Heathrow Terminal 4 um, on a stopover between two work trips. But uh, I did get a high floor room with an airport view, so I'm watching the departure runway over the top of my laptop screen. Oh, See, to be fair, that is something you would love to do. Oh, I'm not so much into. I like, I like trains. I'm not really into planes. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really help. I'm not selling <laughs> no, myself. Well, All right, let's get on with some news. Uh, so yeah, sorry if Bruce has to disappear off, folks. You know the reason why. Don't worry, we'll get him back for his joke at the end. If yep, yep, already so, for that one. Excellent. Right, Metro Mayhem. Can I just um, actually see it on the Metro Hit Mayhem? I have no idea what it is. Apparently, I'm going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bought you a ticket. Um, here, here's what it is. Uh, this is what they put on the blog. Fasten your seatbelts for Metro Mayhem. The craft beer revolution, loud and proud. In, oh, the craft beer revolution is loud and proud in London. One day, one place, one awesome beer fuel party. London will never be the same again. Mark your calendar. Call in the dog sitters. We are bringing mayhem to the Big Smoke on the 10th of November, 2018. The revolution is coming to town. Uh, uh, basically, beers, bands, food, spirits, good times. This is the beer event that is off the Richter scale. Amazing. The last time I was in London was with you, Rob. Was it? Yeah, and you kind of um, you piggybacked on um, Stuart and Ice Trip. And you slept on that's the floor. Right. In a... I slept on the floor in a hotel, didn't that's I? When yeah, we were, um, there was no that's bed when for me. Stu and I were Jack Daniels drinkers. That's right. We didn't drink Go beer on. at all. Do you think the listeners are interested in this? Nope. Right, so Metro Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I Metro <am> Mayhem. <laughs> Emma, Emma, are you going to Metro Mayhem? Yes, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I might not have a partner by then, because it's my anniversary that weekend, and I've had to cancel my plans away. Um, but yes, very excited. So I think, Andrew, you might know better than me. Have you ever been to that venue uh, and yeah, know how I've, big it is? I've been before. It's it's a copper box venue from the 2012 Olympics. They did the handball and I think some volleyball there. Oh. Um, we I actually had a work event there because I work for a, a major international corporation and to put the whole business in one building tends to need theatres and the like. So um, I was up a couple of years ago for a sort of summer event and we had a party outside in the in the Olympic Park. It's it's just a multi-purpose I wouldn't say gym hall, but you get the vibe for what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's. I think for seating you get about eight thousand people in. I think for this sort of thing you'd get four or five thousand for small gigs and and f- this sort of event. So it should be awesome. I think it's the right thing for Brewdog to do in London. It's not massively over ambitious, but it's still impressive enough that it should look good. And the brewery list sounds awesome. Yeah, there was one brewery on there that everybody keeps mentioning. I've never heard of them before. Um, Hill. Hill Farmstead. Hill Farmstead, well, right, right up your street, Bruce, because they do a lot of barley wines and stuff that means you fall over at two in the afternoon. That's that's M and I then. Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> Excellent. Um, are you going to be able to make it, Andrew? Do you know? Uh, hopefully, 
hopefully, yeah. Um, Hill Farmstead are awesome, so I'd, I'd love to be there. Um, I'm in, actually, in New York tomorrow night, so I'm going to try and find some of their beers mm. locally. Mm. Um, I'm in New York. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Paisley, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that glamorous. It's, it's swapping one meeting room for another just with a bit of jet lag. But uh, the advantage is for doing these trips that in the evening there's some awesome beer bars and uh, get to try some alchemist beers. Usually I find Heady Topper somewhere. So I'll look out for some Hill Farmstead as well. Excellent. So, yeah, it looks like a basically looks like a sort of mini AGM, um, a bit like the sort of site, a, a circus thing that they did over it in Ireland just recently, but without the circus element. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Circus thing without the circus. I'm good at this. I got, I honestly, I could do this professionally for a living with my words. I can, I can juggle three eggs. Twice. Yeah, you can juggle three. Uh, you've got a unicycle. Did. Yeah. Oh, stolen. yeah. Yeah, stolen. Mm-hmm. There's another story for you, Emma. Uh, anyway, uh, right, so let's keep going. We've got so much to do this episode. A uh, quick mention for Crowdcube. Andrew, what can you tell us about this amazing <coughs> announcement they made that you can now invest in equity for punks via Crowdcube? Yep, so Crowdcube is one of the major small business investment platforms uh, that you can use if you want to buy shares in uh, crowdfunding businesses. Brewdog themselves have used it a few times. I personally invested in the second bond round through Crowdcube. Um, So they've got some experience there. And it seems to be a way to supercharge this final stage of Equity for Punks 5. So what's interesting about it is it's opened up the Equity for Punks 5 to some more serious investors. So on Crowdcube, you it's kind of like Cedars and, and those platforms you might have seen. It opens up to people who are serial investors in these okay. small early stage startups. So what I think is most useful actually is a lot of these guys are asking some quite probing questions because it's a discussion forum. So it means that James and the rest of the BrewDog team have all been responding, having had to think a bit more strategically, I think, for these investors, whereas a lot of your people putting 95 quid in for one share um, as a, a just a general punter, maybe don't ask the same pressing questions about exit strategy, IPO, the dreaded dividend question as well keeps coming up. So interesting way to generate some extra revenue and it's open to a new class of investor, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so how does it differ from um, just going and buying shares normally than it? No difference. It's the same class of share. It's the it's, You get the same perks as well. It's just processed through Crowdcube. So it costs BrewDog a wee bit more because they have to pay some fees for it. But I think there's a marketing benefit to open up to the, these other the investors that aren't investing in BrewDog because they like the beer. They're investing because they see value in the business. Got it. Got it. Excellent. Um that's great. Uh, we're going to have to move on now to a subject that I, well, we've got two two stories here, but <laughs> I'm really, well, I'm not looking forward to talking about this because it's not been BrewDog's finest hour. And, you know, there's been, when we did the, started the podcast, there was a little bit of like, well, if it's just going to be nothing but talking about all the good stuff BrewDog doing, none of the bad, we've got to talk about the bad. Um, yeah, I think we've all got feelings on this family show, so we'll need to be careful what we say, but um, yeah. yes... BrewDog launched the TV network, uh, which is obviously something we'll be talking about later. Um, Part of that was that they um, did a little bit of a publicity stunt for it. So um, they parodied a famous online adult entertainment website. 
uh, with a landing page, which they actually bought the domain name beer.porn. Um, and it was basically a parody website was set up to highlight, this is what the intention was, it was to highlight the new streaming services uh, content and basically make out that it was going to be, uh, you're better watching that than you are to watch porn. Uh, and the website that they made was pretty um, pretty close to the wire. Two amateurs go brew dogging. That's probably about the only one I can actually maybe say on a family podcast. But yeah, lots of that sort of thing. Um, and then there was a very, very strong uh, backlash almost instantly, oh, yeah. which then James had to come onto the forum. Um, I think probably best to just go around. Emma, you've been keeping quiet. Um, let me start with yourself and throw you on this one. Um, what's your thoughts? What What was your reaction? Did it bother you? Um, and if it did bother you, you know, why? Yeah, I think the general negative reaction on this one was fair. I think with my customer stroke shareholder hat on, so regardless of my gender, I thought it was... Yeah, tasteless, tacky. I thought it was immature. And actually, I'm such a massive Brewdog supporter and I'm not easily offended by anything that Brewdog's done in the past. Um, but I was actually really quite embarrassed to to be associated with a company. I'm known as a big Brewdog um, you know, advocate through my friends and my family. So when you've got your mum texting you and mentioning things, it, yeah, I did want to sort of shriek into the corner. And then I think with my female hat on, I was really disappointed because then I start seeing conversations on social media and there I'm all for healthy debate, don't get me wrong. But these conversations are really sort of gender dividing and you have women on um, Twitter who actually were trying to lead a healthy debate. They didn't agree with the campaign, but they were being very articulate about it. And I just saw personal attacks on these women um, about their appearance and so nothing to to do with their comments and what they were saying mm. um, and things like that really frustrate me I think um, one of the things that I'm really passionate about and, and one of the reasons that I, I love Brewdog is as a woman I have been into bars in their brewery and met their team so many times now over the years and I've never felt patronized or belittled or treated any differently to um, men in their establishments and do you know what I have in other breweries and other craft beer bars and it can be frustrating I know things are changing but actually craft the craft beer industry is still dominated by men so I from what I've been treated like and I know that James employs you know strong intelligent women at senior leadership level you've got Tanisha you've got you know Sarah in marketing and across the board so I've met equally as many female GMs in bars in Brewdog bars as I have um, male so for me, those two things just did not align. So I, I thought that Brewdog were very sort of inclusive and supportive of women. But then I, you know, look at the internet and I see this campaign. So, yeah, really missed the boat for me on this one. Um, let me just jump over to Bruce for a second. Yeah. I know I know Bruce because you obviously had other things on your mind at the time when all yes. this was breaking. Um, breaking, sorry, wrong word. Um uh, yeah, when all this news was coming out, have you any thoughts on it? And and see, I, I mean, I've actually had time to reflect on it. I think at the time when it happened, my initial thought was, 
Uh, it was a complete like facepalm. Um, I, I was more envisaging the 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 lashback. Uh, you know, the backlash, the lashback, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the backlash from from people. I could just see what was coming. Um, personally, uh, I, I, I I don't know. It was it was difficult because I, on hindsight, looking back now, reflecting, we use the words you know beer porn, food porn, anything that as a kind of throwaway thing especially as hashtags on Instagram. So I don't have a problem with the words. I think the um, execution of what happened is was, was a backward step, personally. Andrew, you've been quiet on it. You certainly weren't quiet on the forum on this. You were one of the most outspoken ones. Go for it. It was immature, clumsy, pig-headed, and I just didn't get the point of it. It's There's, there's so many ways to promote a video network and everything Emma said absolutely rings true and you could and everything Bruce said about the backlash coming you could see it a mile off I just don't understand how somebody at a senior level in the business didn't take a step back and see this coming a mile off the the business seems to have blundered its way through pink IPA this year a couple of other bits and pieces as well that were talked about in the forum and yet they thought this was a good idea but ultimately it showed a lack of creativity. I mean, why would you launch something that you think is awesome in BrewDog speak? Why would you launch this amazing TV network and not talk about the quality of the content? Why would you launch a beer and not talk about how amazing it tastes? It just didn't make any sense to me. If it's as good as they say it is, and if they want me to pay to subscribe, tempt me in with the quality of the product, not with some pathetic gimmick that I really hope came from some intern in the media agency and wasn't an internal idea. Well, I actually think it came, the media agency were really proud of it. Um, but from from when James came on the forum to address the sort of backlash that he was getting, you know, for it predictably, um, he said that he felt that what he was originally shown as an idea um, got changed a little bit to the actual product that got delivered. Um, it's It's weird because you go, well, James, James should know better. James should have his finger on the pulse. He, he's always the first on the forum saying that, you know, the book stops with me. The problem is the guy has a million things to do. It's it's like, how on earth is he supposed to see everything that's going on in the company and, and tick off all this sort of things? Especially if he, if the media agency came to him and said, look, we've got this idea. We're going to... Basically, we're going to launch this. We want to create a bit of drama around it. We're going to say that, uh, oh, beer porn. We're going to say that uh, watching actual uh, programs about beer is better than watching porn. And we're going to make a sort of a mock-up website. And he probably saw it and went, yeah. You know, I'm guessing here. But he saw it and went, okay, I get the idea. Okay, right, fine, tick, done. Probably never saw it again until it came out. And then when it came out, by God, you're going, how on earth? I mean... From my point of view, I wasn't particularly offended by it. Um, I saw it and when I shared it into a group chat and I went, hey, check this out. And I was like, is this real? Or is this someone knocked this up like as a parody almost? You know, someone done this to sort of try and bring Brewdog down. And then I saw it was actually a joke and I'm going, okay, it's a bit close to the wire. And I didn't think much of it. And I think the reason that I initially thought that was because of the number of times I've watched episodes of Brewdogs or... We've just been around this sort of laddish humour that they've got that I never really considered it to not be okay. 
until I thought about some of the folk that I've introduced to Brewdog who really wouldn't find this funny, wouldn't get it, would just think, hold on a minute, Brewdog are advertising on porn websites and associating themselves with porn. Yeah, that, that, then that, I went kind of, that bothered me a little bit more, actually, the fact that they were, they were paying for that. Well, then, yeah, exactly. Then I went on the forum and I sort of seen... I mean, it's really... When they talk about the backlash, it's hard to say anything... It's hard to put into words how angry people were, but people who have never, ever been on the forum were so annoyed by this, they created accounts on the forum just to go on the thread where James was talking to tell him, look, take my money back. I do not want to be associated with this. Did they go as far as that, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, there was heaps. And and then James came on and said, look, you know, there's, there's a screw up here. I didn't, this wasn't what I was shown. And kind of almost deflected a little bit saying this isn't our fault no, maybe we really, need to get a new marketing that, agency that and I really, really that bothered helped. me that yeah. wound me up something rotten i mean mm, I, I didn't i didn't get the creative i didn't see the point of it i think it was clumsy and as well see previous comment really but james's reaction initially was poor and what you need from a ceo is leadership when things go wrong there you're right deflection came in blame came in passing the buck came in and i called it out before he even blamed the agency because a year ago he blamed Trigger Happy Lawyers for the Birmingham bar that was sued for using the lone wolf name. It's not on. He's meant to be a business captain, a business leader in this. To his credit, the second response was closer to what it needed to be. Yeah. But I think there's some. it's been a really tricky week in BrewDog, and it needed to be, because I think they've suddenly realised what their responsibilities are. I'll um, I'll read out Bruce's, um, James's note here anyway, while we're doing this. Okay. Uh, hello everyone, as a business we've had a pretty crazy ride since we started with two humans and a dog in 2007, blah blah blah. Our mission has always been unwavering since day one to make people as passionate about craft beer as we are. Then he mentions from the end of history, hello my name is Vladimir, fat cats, never mind the anabolics, a lot of all these things. Here we go. As a company we've not been quick enough to realise that we have now built the platform we need to engage and excite people about craft beer and we no longer need to try and wrap things up in crazy overly provocative stunts to make our voice heard. We're a bigger company, a bigger employer and a bigger community than we used to be and that means increased responsibility. This year especially, we've had a few PR launches that in hindsight were ill-advised, unnecessary and were wrapped up in shock tactics when shock tactics were completely not appropriate. We have always parodied big beer and we will continue to do so. But now on, we're going to stick to beer without any parody attempts. Um, he then goes on to talk about different agencies. Again, you know, just, just mentioning about this change. So he sums it up. We're going to focus more on beer, more on people and more on the things that we believe in. And a, a shortened version of that went out onto the blog, which will be his way of stamping his feet and saying, this is, we are going to change this from now on. Um. So <clears throat> I take that as a little bit of a positive that's come out of this because I think everyone I know has been saying for a long time, Brewdog needs to grow up with their marketing. It's not going in the direction that everybody feels comfortable with. Emery, yeah. you back? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you beautifully. Um, okay, Emma, you had a bit of technical troubles there, as we majorly predicted. But yeah, uh, is there any anything anybody else wants to add to this before we move on to the next story? No, I'm nothing for me. I think it's it's done and dusted and moved on, and hopefully, hopefully, now it's going to be a slightly different marketing brewdog. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't I've, I've want 
I mean, I think I, I don't think... want to feel like yeah, like Emma's saying that you know her mum texting it to say you know I don't want that. Okay, uh, we'll uh, leave that one there, um, and we'll continue the bad news. Um, Emma, <laughs> this was a story from a couple of weeks back. Um, Go for it. Yeah, full of the joys of spring today, aren't we? So, <laughs> um, so staff member James, who worked in the packaging department at Ellen, was dis- dismissed from Brewdog, citing health and safety reasons. He had a pre-existing eyesight um, condition and his eyesight deteriorated throughout the time that he was working there. So um, Brewdog was then taken to tri- tribunal and um, fined £12,000. It was a split decision by the panel, so it sounds a bit more not clear-cut as some of the news articles have made it out to be. Um, Brewdog have confirmed that they offered James an alternative computer role where his and his teammates' um, safety wouldn't be compromised. However, James decided that he wanted to keep his patching role and didn't want to accept the alternative role that he was offered. So there were comments on the forum from the HR team and James Watts and um, one of the HR team members mentioned that there are two other staff members within the production team with disabilities and changes have been made to allow them to fulfil their duties. So my take on it is that Brewdog do try and go above and beyond where possible Um, and James said that it was a really difficult case and it was it was hard for them to balance the safety of James the production worker um also the safety of the people around him as well but he put his hand up and said that any learns that were taken throughout they've taken on board and the feedback from the tribunal case um and they'll learn for the future yeah interesting one um Got brought up to me by sort of non-Brewdog people going, oh, look, you, your company's treating people like crap. And, of course, you know, there's two sides to this. But in this case, Brewdog broke the law. That's that's the, the bottom line. Yes. They did not do all they could. Um, Bruce, I know you um, spoke to a friend of yours who, who works in HR. Um, yes, actually, did, HR did for a... take on it? Yeah, HR for a... It's actually for a deaf organisation. So they, they do know about about um, adaptations at work um, for employees maybe who have got a disability of sorts, be it deafness or blindness. Um, the, the, their take was if if he's been requested to move and then he's turned down that move, they still have a responsibility for that employee. I think there's never... <laughs> There's never any winners from the employment tribunal. Unfortunately, it's it's a terrible situation to get into. Um, hopefully, if things get learned, then that's the best that can come of it. And I think we all hope that that James has found something that he is able to do and that he loves doing. It's disappointing because you know so much of Brewdog is you know they're about the people and all the rest of it. You know that it's a big part of their mission and. This this whole thing seemed to just sort of fall through the cracks. You know, this this guy got treated pretty badly, it seems. Certainly the law said that he did. Yeah, so again, I think uh, we've, we've said quite a bit on that. There's there's plenty online if, if folk want to read a bit more about what happened here and the, the rights and wrongs of it. Um, when you've got a company growing at the pace that brewed over growing, things are going to slip through the cracks. It's just very disappointing when company that champions itself so much is looking after the people in this place clearly didn't so um. but 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 
on the plus side, they will, will have learnt from it, and you can bet your bottom dollar that it's not going to happen again. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Well, I would have thought so. Let's have a quick chat about the USA AGM. None of us was there. Aww. We're there, should I say. Um, however, a couple of uh, big announcements. The launch of the TV network. Yep. We've got an interview coming up that a uh, friend of the show, Charles, has done with Jared from the TV network. Um, so I'll not go too much into that. And I want to come back around when we've had a chance to sort of digest some of the content and, and see what the reaction from people have been. It's a little bit too early. Uh, but they also announced the doghouse, uh, the, sorry, not announced, they opened the hotel, which is booked out for weeks, uh, that weekends apparently already, uh, the beer museum and the AGM itself, where as you'll hear in the recording later, it rained quite heavily. Um, but yeah, and there was a Cincinnati and Indianapolis bars were announced as well. So plenty of goodies there for the USA EFPs to get their teeth into. Um, did you, any of you folks notice any other stories? It was actually rather the business stuff wasn't really talked about on the forum or online on Facebook or anything particularly, was it? I just saw that it rained and it looked like <laughs> Glastonbury is of old. The mud was epic. Yeah. So, are you telling me that that the AGM in Aberdeen was actually weather-wise much better than it was <laughs> over we've in Columbus? Very, I think we've been very lucky with the Aberdeen yeah. AGMs. Well, you lot have. Uh, Bruce, go and get us to the uh, BrewDog Believe advert, please Right, before we take a quick break Here's a teaser for all you loyal BrewDog fans BrewDog were the world's first brewery to ever brew A completely democratically designed craft beer Voted for via Twitter It was called Mashtag And it's still growing strong today But what year was the first Mashtag brewed? Thank you. Let's play the ad. These are the things that we believe in, the things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations. We are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. The business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials, and from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies, are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here, but go ghosts. Okay, so the question that I posed just before the break there was, BrewDog were the world's first brewery to ever brew a completely democratically designed craft beer voted for via Twitter. It was called Mashtag, and it's still growing strong today. 
But what year was the first Mashtag brewed? And you guys get it, you understand? No? No. 2013? Go on. I'm not asking Rob. He, he knows the answer. No, I'm looking at it because I wrote I the question. <laughs> <laughs> Emma? Um, I've got the answer in front of me, but I'll say 2015 to keep it oh. interesting. <laughs> Almost, guys. Almost. It was 2014. Right in the yeah, bang in the middle. March 2014. Yeah. Interesting. What was, the, what was the first one? Was that the orange one? <sighs> now you're asking. I only caught the date on that. I should have looked what it was. Anyway, the previous ones are pretty good. I've not tried this year yet. I thought the hibiscus one, I was really surprised how nice it was. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Right, we're keen to hear from you here on the BrewDog News podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. Um, actually, I did get people asking me, genuinely coming up to me and asking me where what he was on the last podcast. Um, still no sign of him, so I gave him a call. Hello? Hello? What? Is that Watty? Yeah. Watty, it's Rob from the podcast. What? 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 In the podcast? Like? It's Rob from the podcast. Oh, the, the podcast, the Bruno News podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if you've forgotten about us or something. Oh, why you going? No, no, no. I've been in a hospital, you see. What? I've been in a hospital. Oh, okay. I did see something I, on Twitter. So I have the heart and the flail, Are you are you are you busy just now? It's awfully noisy. I'm just I'm just in the MRI. I and the doctors have given me the clear, so I'll be able to get back out. A R I I, yeah. <laughs> what what happened? Well, um, I was working in the field in the flail mower, as I was saying, and. Um, the wife, she sent me a picture in the phone. The flail had taken me a bit by surprise and I dropped the phone. And it, it, it grew into the flail mower and I, I was a bit of a fluster for the picture. <laughs> so uh, I, I just grabbed the phone and I nipped my hand again. Farish though, farish. Hold on a minute. So your wife sent you a picture, you got flustered, <laughs> dropped the phone into the mower and then stuck your hand in to get... The phone oh, out. that's a bit of Bless you. Oh, Watty. Well, I uh, hope you're back to form uh, next week. Uh, uh, we are here open, aye. Any, any questions for us or anything that we want well, to spill you on? I, I was wondering, fit, fit to know if it was this bump state thing, it was in Union Square, because I, I was needing to get in, in for a wee, a wee drink, because I hadn't had But the wife says, no, you're still on your antibiotics, so you're not getting in. Uh, so I never got to find out fit it was. All right, uh, well, fine. I've actually got uh, an interview uh, I did with the punk state folks, so um, I'll hang up on oh, you just and I'll get that played in, and you'll be able to listen to it on the podcast. Fit there, Malone. Safe and likely to brace for me. Oh, I will. I'll pass it on. You take it easy, sir. Get better soon, and uh, I Cheers, will just hear from you soon. All right, mate. Bye for now. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, right, so here we go. Punk state. Let's play this. I'm here at Punk State at Union Square. Um, most people will already know what this is, but I'm sure there's a good chunk of listeners who will not. So I've got Rona and Rob here with me. Rona, how's your day going? It's going brilliantly, thank you very much. Rob, are you it's drunk? Uh, sadly not. Later. <laughs> okay, that's not how it works. Okay, uh, Rona, um, for folks who don't know what's going on here, please tell us all about this project that you're looking after. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh 
most of you guys who know what Punk State is are the type of people who have obviously already tried Punk IPA. Um, but we know that there is a huge amount of people in the UK and further afield who have never tried this beer. So Punk State is all about our mission to get Punk IPA into the hands of as many people as possible across the UK. So this is the 8th or 9th event that we've done um, across the UK's major cities, um, basically setting up shop, um, setting up our roadblock for two days at a time and just sampling people with Punk IPA, a free can for every single person who walks in through the gates. And it's been incredible, the response has been fantastic. Yeah, it's really busy just now. Uh, Rob, can you sort of, for the listeners, sort of paint a picture of what we're seeing here? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, we've got uh, a full-size Arctic lorry, which has uh, a small bar in the middle, um, so it's a can bar only, no tills or anything. We've got a, a small team uh, in the lorry, which is festooned brilliantly with uh, Punk IPA branding and a giant Brewdog shield. Um, we've also got a couple of uh, temporary photographers in with Polaroid cameras taking little snaps of people, um, so they've got a little memento of the day. And then beyond that, in a kind of fenced off area, we've got pallet seating, a couple of tables, some chairs, um, and just lots of little spaces for people to, to sit and drink their punk. And we also have some magnificent can crushers, which appear to be working 25% of the time. <laughs> Rona, is this, uh, is this busier or quieter than the previous ones that you've done? It's fairly steady actually, so uh, we've got an hour and a half left to go. We've had about a thousand people through the doors already. We were hoping to hit a thousand today, um, so I would say that's pretty good going. Uh, I think Manchester has been our busiest event so far. We got about 1,700 people per day through, so that's a whole lot of people going away happy with a can of beer. Excellent. Yeah, Rob, I, I noticed there was a group of guys who come in, they've got the cans, they've got the, laminate, the lanyards on, sorry, with the uh, little punk passports hanging off them and they've got uh, they were taking a selfie and all shouting free beer so i think that's kind of sounds to me like what this project's all about isn't it yeah i mean um unfortunately we can't put up anything that says free beer around here because of scottish um, licensing laws and the kind of legalities of that but we have been walking around shouting free beer at people around their faces so that does seem to be the main selling point today <laughs> if, if dave lee is listening then he can vouch for the fact that when we're in bristol i chased a stag do down the street <laughs> with the megaphone shouting free beer come and drink the free beer at them until they eventually turned around and came back <laughs> the bit actually the best the best bit of uh, of this has been walking up to people which is quite quite intrusive and uh, the ones the ones who caught on them very quickly that you're actually offering free beer with no strings attached whatsoever except for a small stamp on your hand to say you've had your beer um it's pretty cool and then hopefully yeah yeah well like like you said runa hopefully they're they're trying punk ipa and they'll, they'll try it again now i do assume that in aberdeen anyway everybody knows Brewdog at this point you would be surprised i think we have an incredibly loyal fan base and certainly some of our longest standing efps um are here in aberdeen but you know aberdeen is a relatively transient city as well so there are a lot of new people who who haven't heard of Brewdog and we find that everywhere I go everywhere we go even when we're going into places like Edinburgh where obviously we've had a bar there since late 2010 like wherever you go there's still people to convert and still people who maybe wouldn't think of themselves as being a natural craft beer drinker who we yeah. can bring into the into the fold that's what this event is all about well, thank you both for your time. Uh, you need to get back to grabbing more people and spreading the good word of Brewdog, I think. Um, Rob, thank you very much. And Rona, thank you very much. Thank you. There we go. I, I was actually surprised. I know, um, I don't think any of you three have been to any of the punk state things yet, have you? Well, I, no. was at, I was at Aberdeen two hours before it opened and then had to jump on a train, which was oh. very annoying. <laughs> 
So you saw the setup, I did. but you didn't actually get to get the. Well, you've tasted punk before. I think you, you'd be all right. But yeah, I, I was actually surprised how effective it was. I mean, I've seen all the pictures before, um, but I, I didn't. You know, you kind of go, well, what's this going to be like? But really, they are actually just standing there, right there, with megaphones, shouting at people, getting them in. Um, the Scottish licensing laws mean that they they couldn't quite do as much here as they've been able to do down in England. Because um, it turns out in England, the difference here was if you went from a punk state wearing your lanyard, your brewdog lanyard, and you've got like a sort of mini passport type thing, uh, you'd get a stamps and then you'd get a free T-shirt. And all the various bars around that city were participating in that as well. So really for a whole weekend, it was, you know, you were really struggling not to see um, brewdog all over the place, which is quite a cool idea. Hmm. So, yeah. Right, Bruce. Remember last week, Matt asked us about um, shop wood. Yes. Uh, did yes. you get Did you get a chance to do anything, or have you been busy caring for children? I've been caring for children this week. I'll get it done for next week. Right. Promise. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. No problem. Okay, and uh, we've also however, got a however, oh, however, see your hashtag thing. Yeah. I was looking at for what, who was the winner, right? And hashtag there's a 2013 hashtag. Yes. There's um, published on the 14th of April, 2013. Um, Mashtag was an epic experiment in crowdsourcing which handed the keys over the brewery over to craft beer drinkers for a week. We asked you guys to direct various, um, direct various, all the elements. Andrew, you can stop dancing. Of all the brewery, you decided, you decided to brew a 7.5% American brown ale with oak chips and hazelnuts. That was, yeah, I remember that because it's the first American brown ale I'd had. Yeah. So once again, I set a question for the break and once again I get instantly proved that the answer I put on was wrong but then last time I got proven right again now so how come there's a brought a blog in 2014 saying we've launching hashtag well this is the this, first time this blame blame the PR agency yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because they because on the I actually went looking for the, the hashtag winner right and it's got hashtag day five um, 14th of March 2014 and then there's a, a, basically a photograph at the bottom that says, here's last year's hashtag, hashtag label, which was designed by Rob Mackay, and you can check out the 2013 shortlist for a little inspiration. Oh, it's going to be people shouting at us. And Bruce, we've, I've actually got a, correc- we've got a correction here. Martin, who goes as uh, Histrix, yes. H-Y-S-T-R-I-X, oh, yes, 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 on yes. the forum, he was genuinely annoyed by how badly we got the history of Tokyo wrong, <laughs> oh, yeah, that he yeah. sent us a voicemail. Fantastic. And I decided, because it's he, he speaks very fast, I had to slow him down slightly, but I decided that it needed some music on the back of it that aligned with the potential, the potential. I decided it needed some music on the back of it that aligned with the potency of both the beer and his voicemail. Have a listen to this. All right, guys, let's talk about Tokyo. Originally, it was 12% back in 2008-ish. I didn't even know about Brewdog back then. I was probably drinking John Smith and Quad Vods and Red Bull. Not sure how long it stayed 12%, but they increased it to 18.2% and became the best beer in the world. It was so full of residual sugars, cranberry and jasmine, totally bonkers but brilliant. For an 18.2% beer, you wouldn't think it was that strong until you woke up in the gutter wondering where your pants are. It almost got banned after James Watt put a complaint into the Portman Group about advertising. The beer so strong it would lead to irresponsible drinking. It led to tactical nuclear penguins, sink the Bismarck and the end of history, and a tit-for-tat race with the Germans to make the strongest beer in the world. 
It also led to one of Brewdog's lowest ABV beers, Nanny State, which was a protest against the Portman Group trying to ban it. Unfortunately, all good things come to an end, and when they moved breweries, I think the recipe got lost in Bowman's beard. It was never the same. The ABV dropped 16.5. It isn't as sweet, not as much cranberry or jasmine, and oddly tastes stronger than the 18.2 one. So yeah, 12, 18.2, now 16.5. Peace out, Martin. Yeah, so uh, there we go. We've been corrected again. Uh, he was angry. Martin got passionate there, didn't he? I think he did. He he messaged you or something, didn't he, Andrew? Yeah, he's uh, Martin loves loves old school Tokyo. So I'm glad we've set the record straight. And, and this is I'd like to point this out as well. Is if if there's anything that we do wrong, please please get in touch. Well, I'm now thinking we should have a corrections corner, which is a whole <laughs> section of the show devoted to re- correcting the stuff from the last one. Can you get right. a points of view theme tune? And do, do um, okay, as we mentioned already, uh, we've just had the USA AGM, and one of our listeners, uh, Charles Anderson, he very kindly offered to rock up to the event with a, a mic in his hand and do some recordings on the day. Uh, myself and Bruce, we've caught up with Charles. We recorded this earlier, so um, here's me and Bruce talking to Charles, and uh, <coughs> Charles um, <coughs> interviewing Rob, 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 yeah, in- interrupting myself like some sort of weirdo. Uh, when... The first edit of the podcast was done. It was coming out at one minute, one hour and 20 minutes, which was way too long. So I've decided to cut out the section that we did with Charles, because it's pretty much standalone, talking all about the USA AGM. And then I'm going to put this out immediately as a little bonus episode. So, um, yeah, apologies. It's all a bit weird. Uh, so back to the uh, normal programming with me uh, right yeah. i think that's okay. about us bruce have you got a bad joke for us i do, I do actually um since since lindsay's been off work I've, I've taken up a kind of new hobby um and i've started a shipbuilding business out of my garage i mean sales have gone right through the roof that's hmm. better than last time to be fair <laughs> thank you thank you Emma. So that is saying nothing though. i know i think that was a compliment <laughs> 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 okay, that's it for this podcast. Uh, we've lo- we had to leave loads and loads and loads of stuff out of this show. Uh, we've uh, we didn't do Cicerone. We've got a load of new beers to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have to win again, Bruce. Yeah, uh, fan- <laughs> we've got a fanzine giveaway. Uh, we've got so much to talk I about. To promise to we'll be back. Yep, we'll promise we'll be back, and we'll get all this covered very very soon. We won't be doing just one podcast this month. I promise. Uh, final mention for our Patreon campaign, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for all the details on the cool video that Kev from Border Digital helped us put together. Right, let's give everyone a chance to say where you can be found online. Andrew, yourself? I'm Andrew on the forum. I'm usually mouthing off about something, so come and find me there. Uh, Emma, um, if your voice can hold up, can you sign off for us? Yeah, I'm about hanging on. It's Emma underscore DeSena, D-E-S-E-N-A on the forum and Emma DeSena on Instagram. Cool, Bruce. And you? I'm, I'm, I'm in the dark just now. <laughs> you are sat in the dark right now. <laughs> I, do, I kind of think the light switch. But I'm Brulafu just on Instagram and on the forum and probably everywhere else you do a search for that. But B R U L A F U. Excellent. You can find me at Sunscream on Twitter and the same Sunscream on the forums. You can find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz, which is finally calming down. That's it for this week. 
Send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224 You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's a link on the website. Have a great week, everybody. Bye! Bye-bye! See ya! See you later!